Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 354 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the freedom to read your word and learn about you. Teach us more about you today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's see what John chapter 19 has for us today. A crown of thorns and a purple cloak was put on Jesus. He was made fun of and hit by the soldiers. He took every beating for us. Pilate brought him in front of all the people and told them he found no fault in him. We know there was no fault in him. And here we see it spoken publicly. But the chief priests and guards called out, crucify him, crucify him. Pilate didn't want to condemn Jesus. He was even more disheartened when the people told him he claimed to be the son of God. Verse 8 says he was awestricken and afraid. So he questioned Jesus again, asking him who he was and where he was from. When Jesus answered, Pilate wanted to release him. But the people yelled, if you release this man, you are no friend to Caesar. And he finally gave in. Pilate inscribed a title on the cross saying, Jesus, the Nazarene, the King of the Jews. He had this title inscribed in three different languages so that everyone could read it in their language. The chief priests told Pilate he wasn't their king, but Jesus said, I am King of the Jews. Still, the people didn't recognize him. Have you ever tried to reach someone with a message you knew to be true and they didn't listen? Imagine how Jesus must have felt, even though he knew their hearts and the final outcome. He suffered the ultimate betrayal for them and us. When we suffer betrayal, we can look to Jesus and the betrayal he faced. We can be comforted by our King and Messiah. Jesus forgave those who put him on the cross while he was dying. May God put a forgiving heart in us too. This rendition of the crucifixion is particularly interesting because Jesus continues to lead and serve while he is suffering on the cross. He makes sure his mother is taken care of by John in verses 26 and 27. And then we read that Jesus said, it is finished, and he died. His life was given for you and me. May we be reverently grateful he was willing to die to save us. Last, we read about Joseph of Arimathea caring for Jesus' body. I love reading about this every time because it reminds me that God cares about every detail of our lives. He has everything worked out even when we cannot see he is working. May we patiently wait and watch for his work in our lives. We read the book of Nahum today. He prophesied against Nineveh about 150 years after Jonah did. We know that when Jonah prophesied against the city, they repented. But a century and a half later, they forgot about Jonah's prophecy. They went back to worshiping idols, which brought God's wrath against them. Nahum starts writing about God being a jealous God, an avenger, an all-powerful God. Verse 7 says, God is good, a strength, and a stronghold in the day of trouble. God watches over his people, which includes you and me today. No one is powerful in his presence when he is against a people or a nation. Verse 8 says, But with an overrunning flood, he will make a full end of Nineveh's very sight and pursue his enemies into darkness. 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 35 says, And it all came to pass, for that night the angel of the Lord went forth and slew in the camp 
185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. God does what he says he is going to do, and we can praise him for his faithfulness. Next, we read that God will no longer let the Assyrians afflict his people. God is our avenger. In chapter 2, we read that Babylon will be the one to overtake Assyria. God gives them the strength to do this. The Assyrians could not withstand their advances. Even the best warriors had no ability against the Babylonians, all according to the will of God. In chapter 3, we read about the bloody city of Nineveh. The description of this war is so vivid that we can almost see it in our minds. This is quite an action-adventure chapter. Verse 11 says, You will be drunk, Nineveh, with the cup of God's wrath. You will be dazed. Nahum tells them to gather enough water for a very long siege. We remember the Babylonian siege against Judah, which resulted in their eventual devastation and exile into Babylon. This was awaiting Assyria. The chapter ends with Nahum asking who will feel sorry for them. No one will because Assyria has acted cruelly to many other peoples and nations. They will suffer without pity from anyone. Again, this was God's plan to judge them for their sins and avenge the cruelty of his people. God has a plan to avenge our enemies as well. May we leave the vengeance to him and pray he puts forgiveness in our hearts. Let's see what Solomon has to share with us in Proverbs today. There are many nuggets of wisdom in this chapter. Verse 4 says, Weary not yourself to be rich. Cease from your own human wisdom. Our modern day world indeed directs us to want more and more. However, wisdom tells us to be thankful for what we have. Solomon warns us not to be overcome by other people's riches, want them, or even receive them from people who don't truly want to give them to us. Some people are generous while others are not. Misers offer us things that they actually don't want us to accept. So let's be thankful for what we have and not desire what others have. Verse 12 says, apply your mind to instruction and correction and your ears to words of knowledge. May we seek to gain knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. These things will last and draw us closer to God instead of the worldly riches, which will disappoint us. Verse 17 talks about envy and says, Let not your heart envy sinners, but continue in the reverent and worshipful fear of the Lord all the day long. May we offer reverence and worship to God and not revere or envy things. The Israelites worshiped idols and the works of their hands in the Old Testament. It didn't go well for them and it won't go well for us either. God is to be worshipped. The last verses in this chapter go into great detail about what happens when we drink wine and alcohol. Verse 29 suggests it leads to woe, sorrow, strife, complaining, and wounds without cause. Drinking wine leads to a serpent's sting, strange vision, disaster, and unfortunately, craving more. May we use wisdom in this area of our lives. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for the wisdom in your word. Thank you that we can freely read your word and learn more about you and your ways. We ask that you impart more wisdom into our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.